Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks. I'm your host, Benjamin Banks, and I got my boy, co-host, best friend, Trav. What's up, what's up, what's up? What's good, Trav? How you doing today, man? Um, I'm right, a little tired, full. We just had an amazing breakfast. Yeah, we, we ate pretty well, man. And uh, excited for today's topic. I'm excited for it today as well, bro. What are we talking about today, good sir? So, we are talking about video games and how... Story-driven video games are kind of taking a backseat to the modern MMO-type video games because everybody loves to play online nowadays, and nobody wants to play video games that have a really good story. Right. And, you know, growing up, I was always a gamer who enjoyed good stories over playing online or even playing co-op. I mean, co-op is fine as long as... You have somebody there with you, or it's just two players. I don't want to play with 20 people playing a story. That's what I don't really care for. I guess certain games, it it makes sense, not to go off topic, but maybe something like a Rocket League or something like that where, like, multiple people are coming in and it's fun. Yeah. But... Yeah, I'm really not too much into the Overwatch and Fortnite and things like that. That's super popular nowadays versus, like, dude, when I would wake up in the morning, like, I turn on my single player game Crash Bandicoot, Mario, um, whatever it was. Like, I really enjoyed sitting in a room by myself and playing a video game. Yeah, and I kind of feel like that's a dying breed man i mean and we're gonna talk about it and get into it more after we introduce our guests yeah so who are we bringing on the show today today we are bringing on kelly z what's good kelly how you doing today good how are you guys this is my home girl i call her green yeah. <laughs> That's none of y'all business why I call her green, but I call her green. But this is Kelly Z. Yeah. And, uh, dude, she's a nerd lifestyle enthusiast. Yeah. And she don't take credit for it too much, man, but her makeup stuff is so fucking awesome. sweet. Yeah. I've seen Ooh, some. Yeah. I just met Kelly Z and I've, <laughs> I've um, Facebook stalked her and looked at some of her photos and my boy Travis in line. Like, her makeup <laughs> is phenomenal. Like, AJ Styles. <laughs> Y'all gonna make me blush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, pretty much we brought you on today to talk about story-driven games versus the modern day MMO that is multiplayer that taken swept over the market. Yeah, swept the market. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. So right now, actually, I'm playing a few games at the moment. I'm playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which oh. is dope. Um, the new Spyro that they came out, which is just absolute childhood memories. <laughs> I need I need to get and, that game because I never played the original Spyro games. I didn't have whoa, a what? I didn't yeah, what? I didn't I didn't have a I didn't have a PS1 growing up. I had a Nintendo 64 and Well, I got a friend who's got the originals. Yeah, so I I'm, I'm I'm really going to get the Spyro what's it called? Uh, the Spyro trilogy. Trilogy? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know if it was like a cool name like the Crash trilogy that just came out. No, I think it's just trilogy. Okay. Um 
They had one for Crash Bandicoot too. It was some insane trilogy. Oh, it's called the the Reignited. Trilogy. There we go. Oh, yeah, okay. I knew I knew it was something. Well, I got it for Zoe last Christmas, who's my daughter, and um, what Crash? The Crash. I was about trilogy. to say I got Spyro for, just came out. No, I'm talking about the Crash trilogy, and I'll tell you what, I played it more than her. Like. I, it's oh, yeah. really hard. And, and it is hard, but That's I forgot how said. hard Crash was. But I've never beaten the original Spyro games. None of them. What? Yeah. How no, I don't you? think I They're hard either. games. The, I mean, the new one they came out with is just as difficult as it was back then. They kept some of the glitches. They kept some of the issues where you're trying to fly around and you can't land on stuff. But, yeah, <laughs> it's it, it's just mm, brings you back to your childhood. Well, what other- I'm also playing uh, Destiny 2, which is one of the MMOs I do kind of enjoy. Um, so I'm on the bias side where I enjoy story-driven games, and I'm not too crazy about MMOs. But I do have a couple that I enjoy, like Destiny 2 or back in the day when I was playing Terra on PC. Um, and maybe a little bit of Overwatch here and there. But um, basically it's like... Hmm, Assassin's Creed everything. I just started some Spider-Man. Um, we Happy Few, I want to give them big props because they started on Kickstarter, and I, I really enjoy the game so far. Um, and Minecraft said, Minecraft is online too, right? But it's not like MMO. Yeah, it's, it's kind of just like... Uh... Just your, just playing with your friends online, right? Yeah, with your buds, yeah. So that, I don't think that really counts as an MMO. Um, but I'm into Minecraft with my with my idiot friends. <laughs> well, see, like, I've always been a story-driven type of player. Um, yeah. I never, like, growing up, you know, I didn't have the internet. So yeah. I, that was one of the reasons why I never even got into playing games online. I want to say, like, I had finally got the internet in 2007 when I got an Xbox 360. And I had got uh, Modern Warfare, and that Mm -hmm. was pretty much my first experience with playing online. Now, when it comes to online games, I'm fine playing games where, you know, you're versing somebody or something like that. But that's the only type of online type of games that I enjoy playing. I'm not into... one-on-one kind of thing? Well, not just one-on-one. Like, you know, like playing games like Call of Duty and Halo. But it's like, I'm not into, like, the big MMOs, like... Final Fantasy, or um, I know we were just talking about this uh, Fallout seventy six. Like I'm not, yeah. in, I'm not into those type of MMOs. I've always been a story driven player. Um, I feel like because I know we've talked about this before. Um, Fallout, the Fallout series, and like how they went far into left field with releasing Fallout mm-hmm. seventy six and making it an MMO. Now I know that. Fallout fans have always wanted to play Fallout with other players, but I feel like this is the wrong direction that they went in with this type of game. Like, if it was just a Fallout game that had co-op, you know, you just play... I think there would have been... They would have been able to capture some of the the story-driven people as well if there was, you know, a first-person story game and a co-op option. Well, you... For me, it's like you got to look at the market, though. Like, yeah. And I'm not saying Fallout's a huge game, but I feel like they already, like, accomplished what they could accomplish in their box. And I think no. it's okay for them to try something else because you think about you brought up Final Fantasy and, you know, there's 15 of them now. And there's been a couple where 
they kind of went left field a little bit too to try something else like when they brought out Final Fantasy 11 and it was just strictly online play and I mean it probably shit the bed a bit because of the time frame that it came out with it wasn't Wi-Fi wasn't what it is now but I think you know you put out that content it doesn't do well you learn from it and move on and I think that's what's gonna happen with Fallout yeah, but I I just feel that with too many games nowadays, it's like they cater to being these MMO games and they're leaving out stories which should be on the disc in the game. Like uh prime example, the Friday the thirteenth game that had came out, like I thought it would have been cool if it did have an actual single player story mode where, you know, you're trying to escape Jason and whatnot and trying to get as many survivors that you can out of Camp Crystal Lake instead of it just being online and everybody's just trying to escape Jason. Like it's fun for in the beginning, but after a while it's like it how gets many, old. Yeah, it gets old. Yeah. It gets old and it gets boring. But for some people, some people love that. Some people will see the challenge of, you know, continuously playing these games online and that's that's what they like, but like I said earlier, I'm, but I think you have to be a, like a type of person that is your type of game, really. Um, like Black Ops or, um, you know, Fortnite or Overwatch or something like that, or even just like shooting uh, shooter games, you know, similar to, to Black Ops. There's, you know, a, a kind of person <laughs> yeah. that, that plays those. I don't think I've ever met someone who's been like, Oh, is there a Black Ops? And I'm going to play some uh, Skyrim later. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of Skyrim, I'm, I mean, after I played Skyrim, um, I was hoping they'd come out with another, you know, story-driven game, and they came out with ESO, which ESO was, you know, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful open-world thing, but I personally couldn't really get into it because of the whole MMO scheme. It just didn't feel the same um as skyrim and it kind of let me down um and similar to like hmm oh what was it uh, i think there was an assassin's creed they came out with that had it that had an mmo feature like a co-op feature yeah. that was it didn't take off um too well i can't remember um, which assassin's creed that was it, it came out a few years ago it was like a um Hold on, are you talking about just the the co-op Assassin's Creed, or are you talking about the Assassin's Creed that had, like, an online versus mode? That, yeah, the Assassin's Creed that that had a co-op version where you could, you know, fight with others or something like that. Just like, um, I believe Uncharted had one. Um, It has a co-op mode, like, uh, oh, let's say, uh, I gotta look into my library. (laughs) Oh, what is it? Okay. Mass Effect. Mass Effect has that co-op mode. See, I never really got into Mass Effect. Mass Effect is a very good game, man. Like the, it's very story-driven. Like for me, though, it's the whole. I'm not super into space, so. Oh man, I'm super into space. <laughs> so that's why. I mean, even when Fallout first came out, you know, I didn't really like. I guess it's kind of cool, but it's not for me. And you know, like when you brought up the Skyrim. I mean, I'm more into Elder Scrolls than Skyrim, but I just personally, as a person, as like what I enjoy history wise, Mm -hmm. that's what I enjoy that timeline to be in general. I like bows and arrows and swords and stuff. I'm really not into guns. 
too much yeah. when it comes to video games. Hey, that Assassin's Creed game was Assassin's Creed Unity. Okay, yeah. That yes, was, it was. That was the one. But that game was filled with a bunch of glitches as well. So Yes, it did. Yeah. Like, you, <laughs> like to everybody that's listening, you can go on YouTube and type in Assassin's Creed Unity glitches. And, like, there's cut scenes where people don't even have faces. They only have eyes <laughs> and teeth. That's wild. And, and, this, and, this, and this is a $60 game. Right. That brand new at launch, $60, filled with glitches and bugs. And it's like, you expect me to have fun with this? Yeah. How about how about the game that is neither first-person story-driven game nor co-op, and that is No Man's Sky? <laughs> now, I never... I, I never ne- played it. I never played No Man's Sky, oh but I, I did follow the development. Like, there's a lot of games that it's like, you know, I might not be that into, but, like, I'll... I follow the news on it and whatnot, and No Man's Sky's the developers. It's like they lied about a lot of stuff. For <laughs> Biggest that, letdown for, of the century, yeah, for that game. Like the video, it's like the videos were overhyped. Um, yeah. they, they said that you would be able to do this, that you would be able to play with other players and all this other stuff, and like it was all a giant lie. And then they they finally released everything. Like they they introduced co op after the game was already yeah. a year old, I, I believe. Yeah, but, yeah, they came out with the co-op mode this year, um, yeah. I believe, and they actually came out with uh, like third-person views. So you actually can see your character, and you can um, change what your character looks like and what race it is and stuff. But I feel like they, man, all those promises they made years ago, they should have come out with when the game came out, not a year after it released. Well, is can you blame the developer or... You will blame the, the developer because they're the ones who say that... No, I get that part, but I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of things that went, in, went into it as far as maybe not being able to make those things possible. The company or whatever that they're with rushing them to get the game out. Well, see, that that's the problem, man. It's like when these companies release games, they need to say that... Hey, the game isn't going to come with this at launch. Like prime example, when Grand Theft Auto Five came out in 2013, you know everybody was hyped for Grand Theft Auto Online, and then when the game came out, we found out that we wouldn't be able to play Grand Theft Auto Online until January, going into next year. And it's just like, well, why didn't you guys tell us that before the game came out? Because there was so many people that was hyped to play it online. And then when it did finally come out and you played it online, it was cool. But it's like, after a while, like I said earlier, it gets boring. You can only do so much when it comes to, you know, playing these games online with hundreds of people. That's why I feel like, Single-player games are a must, and I'm happy that you have games like God of War and the new Spider-Man game that just came out. Like, those games that have those stories that just sink you in, like, that's those are top-quality games. Those are the top-notch games, and the story, the the mechanics of the game, like, everything is top-notch, and I'm happy that God of War won Game of the Year this year, because it's a, it's a very good game. Don't you recognize me? It's a me, Mario! Dad of boy! <laughs> now, now, Kelly, um, going back to, you know, these MMOs that are just kind of... I, I, I kind of call them arcade games, where you just yeah. kind of play them to have fun, 
Why do you think they're so popular right now with like the kids coming up? I think it may have started with like kind of like Call of Duty, you know, kids started playing and there was, you know, this factor where they could play with other kids and and stuff like that, even though it was like an adult game, they started playing and now they, they came out with this game like Fortnite. I'll give an example, like Fortnite, it's all bright and shiny and you get skins and stuff like that. They catered directly to an audience that was already predetermined, um, that we already knew was out there in society playing these games. And they wanted to give them something that wasn't Grand Theft Auto or wasn't, you know, Call of Duty Black Ops or anything like that. That wasn't too violent or anything. That was more funny with llamas and, like, guns that have plungers on them and stuff, you know. And since Fortnite's come out, you can see it even just in society now. It is exploded. It's exploded everywhere. And especially the issues with, uh, you want to see the... Uh, microtransactions I was just about I was just stuff. about to bring that up. Yeah, go ahead and yeah, talk the about microtransactions it. Microtransactions because I mean, of course you're going to try to cater to these kids that have no self-control and be like I'm going to use all of my um money that I've saved up from mowing lawns and stuff and get a new skin on Fortnite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Um and I think that's just where society is kind of heading right now with video games is they're trying to hype it up with the the internet community which is you know memes and you know kids and funny stuff and you know everything is a joke kind of you know what i mean well like how did well how do you feel about microtransactions because i feel that microtransactions are the scum of <laughs> video games like in general uh even you know some of the single player games they have microtransactions in them now and if you want to yep get more get more weapons or something like uh just recently they released some uh news for the Resident Evil 2 remake that's coming out mm-hmm. and they said that there's going to be microtransactions in the game and I'm just like wow like so you're telling me that if you run out of ammo you can pay $5 and get 10 bullets it's just like dang do you really suck that bad well look need- at how hot the mobile games are and that's how mobile games make money that's true but it's like it's like exactly. one of, one of the complaints that I always hear about with uh microtransactions is the reason why it's so popular is because like say say you know we're all adults here and we work nine to five jobs it's like sometimes you might not want to invest that much time into trying to you know find ammo or upgrading your character so if i can just pay twenty dollars and get further ahead in the game then i'll do it and to some people that's fine but it's like i i feel like that that takes away from the experience of playing the game and just leveling up and getting the rewards instead of just but they're just giving you an option though like they're not forcing you to not indulge hours into their content they're just saying hey if you don't want to you can put more money in our pocket, and uh, that's your decision as the player. That's true to make. Right. And but I, the, I think the cool thing was going back to Fortnite. Was Fortnite? You don't actually like purchase the game. Yes, yeah, free. It's yeah, a it free game, yeah. and that's when I don't have an issue with paying for downloadable content when the game is free. So yep, my kid can play the like game that. for free. But if she wants to get really, really cool shit, 
I got to come out of pocket for it. And that's fine because I think we all complain about video games being 80 bucks nowadays. And when we were kids, you could get a new PlayStation game for 35. I mean, when PS2 came out and they were 50, we were like, hold on, Rondell. Hold on. What PlayStation games were you getting for $35? Dude, you could go to Sears. I got Brave Fancy Musashi for $25 at Sears Okay, when I was nine years old. Well, I'm assuming that if the game wasn't all that, that it would be cheaper. Even though that that was a good game, it's a very underrated game. Um, I feel like, you know, the more popular the game was, because I think Superman 64 was like $60, and that game was horrible. It's like one of the worst games of all time. Well, back to the the microtransaction thing. Um, Like right now, uh, me playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey, they have microtransactions that are literally called time savers. Um, And it's like XP boost or money boost, and they'll give you items where you can like upgrade your ship or upgrade your weapons and stuff like that. And I have an issue personally with uh, uh, having (laughs) – control over myself to not spend money on the microtransactions because I get sucked into like with Assassin's Creed Odyssey right now, they have um, side quests and stuff that you can buy or maps that you can buy that helps you along. And I'm like, well, I really need that. Or I want to, you know, I don't want to miss out on this content that I'm not going to run into in the base game. Yeah. Um, so that pulls me in, in the first place is giving me content that I can play and like withholding that from the full game, you know, and kind of saying, Oh, you can play this, but you gotta pay for it. And I'm like, I already paid 80 bucks for this game, (laughs) but they're doing that with some of the, um, some of the story driven games now. Um, like uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, or, uh, you know, they come out with expansions that you have to pay for. And, you know, it's it's kind of, mm, it's tough for me to kind of decide whether I like it or not, because, you know, I do like having access to those those new pieces of content. Plus, it gives the developers more time to come up with new content. You know what I mean? So yeah. you can give them like six months or something and they'll be like, oh, there's new content coming out. Here you go. And we're like, yeah. So the game doesn't, you know, die when it's done. Yeah. But see, I feel like not all content is good content because yeah. I right, like prime example, Final Fantasy 15 they released three DLC packs that came out after the game had already been released. And these were stories that could have been in the game, like to explain, you know, well, what happened at this point or what happened at this part? I feel like when you come out with DLC, it should be stuff that continues the game after you beat it, not stuff that, Oh, well, look what happened to Ignis when he went and did this. And it's like, well, why couldn't I have seen that in the game? Like, yeah. the game is big enough for you to include this stuff. And I understand, you know, developers and companies, like Travis was saying earlier, it's all about the marketing and making that money. And, like, that's the same thing with microtransactions and everything that these companies do. I mean, like, shoot for Fortnite, you can spend money to buy dances. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you're telling me, but I mean, some of my favorite games of all time have, have just been story driven. And I think that's where my my opinion really comes from. Like one of my favorite video games is uh, the Dishonored series. And 
it's similar to Thief. And I mean, I kind of liked Thief. I have my whole different issues with Thief. But uh, Dishonored, I think, can go pretty far with the ideas that it has in its game, which gives it value in the future. But I think they're confused where they want to go because of the whole MMO feature that's going on with all of these new games coming out. So I'm just crossing my fingers. If they come out with another game, it's not going to be an MMO. <laughs> Yeah, I played um, a little bit of Dishonored 1 um, when Mm -hmm. Microsoft was giving out the free games, and I thought it was a pretty good game. The only reason why I didn't finish it was because I had transitioned to playing on my Xbox One more than the the 360. But if the game is backwards compatible, then I can re-download it and start over again because I was right at the beginning of the game where the main character had got locked up for something that had happened. Yeah. I don't want to spoil yeah. it for any yeah. anybody. But yeah, I had just got locked up. Uh, you know, it kind of reminded me of this game called Time Splitters. I don't know if you I remember that game. Yeah. Yeah, I remember Time Splitters. Time Splitters was a good game. That was a good game, yeah. And, and that game had multiplayer, but it but also it, had a story. Yeah, and it had a platform feel to it. Yeah, exactly. You know, it kind of had that Jack and Dexter, yeah. Ratchet and Clank kind of feel to it a little but bit. But see, that's, that's the thing. I mean, like, you know, we're naming all these games like Jack and Dexter, Spyro, Crash. You know, it's like, I feel like for us when we were coming up, like, there were so many story-driven games, you know, even with the RPGs. It's like, they don't re- they don't really release that many RPGs like they used to. Like, remember back in the day, it's like you had so many RPGs that you can choose from. Like, you had you could go for Final Fantasy. You could go with... Uh, Threads of Fate, Brave Fence of Musashi, um, Legend uh, of Dragoon. Fire. Um, was it Breath fi- of Fire? Yeah, Breath of Breath of Fire, Xeno Gears. It was so many RPGs that you that you could go and choose. Whereas now, I think the only RPGs that they don't come, make RPGs like that anymore. Like what an RPG is has shifted quite dramatically yeah. versus when they first came to be. I don't think that there are any RPG MMOs besides Final Fantasy eleven and fourteen, right? I don't know, Kelly. Can you think of any? Yes, so I'm thinking ESO probably. Um, Elder Scrolls Online, um, because you have quests like Storyline, and it's MMO. So that's that's probably only the only one I can really think of that kind of has that element. Now, are you okay with? I think one of my biggest problems with the new MMO stuff is I need something to have an ending, even if exactly. it's story driven. Exactly. So, yeah. I think for me. With the Elder Scrolls stuff and all that stuff, um, what's The Witcher? Oh, I love The Witcher. You know, (laughs) I think my biggest issues with those is I never feel satisfied to a conclusion on anything. And I don't like that. Yeah. Because I don't feel accomplished in anything. It's like no matter how many missions you do. It's, it's not enough. It's, yeah. I mean, like that was yeah. one of the issues with Grand Theft Auto Online. Like it's like you can do the missions, but it's like after you do them, it's like there's nothing left for real. Just, you know, yeah, I don't feel like you get that feeling of beating a video stuff. game. Yeah, exactly. You just end up, you know, going on thinking that you're going to, you know, finish the game and you end up just doing some more side quests and it doesn't end. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> Like I love, I like The Witcher. I like how long The Witcher was. It really like 
took me time to play it, but yeah, I never, I never finished it. I don't think I've ever felt completed finishing that game. Um, but I did with like, um, Horizon Zero Dawn or, um, I'm not sure if Mass Effect had an ending, did it? Which map are you? you uh, talking- Andromeda. Sorry. Yeah, I never, <laughs> I never played Andromeda because I heard that it was really bad. I liked it, but I had not played most of the previous games. Um, I do have them for my PC, but it's kind of hard when you start playing like a new game and then go back to the the first ones that are just polygons. So, yeah, I, I feel so, I feel you on that. Like, uh, yeah. So um, that's I think that's the only Mass Effect I've ever I've ever played is Andromeda, and I've I've tried to touch the other ones, but it's it's difficult for me personally <laughs> to go backwards like that. Um, but yeah, I, I I understand that. I need to have an ending for a game really to to feel fulfilled with it. Um, you like know, Dishonored had an ending, yeah, but I didn't feel that way with Witcher. You know mm-hmm. what I really miss? I miss that. Uh, it's funny, but I'm mad that they don't release any more of The Sims games that had, like, actual stories in it, like The Sims and The Sims busting out. Like, it's like they had stories and things that you had to accomplish on in order to move yeah. further in the game. It's like the new Sims games that come out now are just, like, the PC ones, and they just go on forever. And it's kind of like what Travis yeah. was saying earlier. It's like sometimes you just want games that have an ending, like you're accomplishing yeah. something. It's like I, I've been playing this game for... Ever. two weeks yeah. yeah forever and it's like it's just going on and on like what is the end game just like the avengers like what is the end game you <laughs> right. know what i'm saying like dr strange dr strange he 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 hinted at it in in uh infinity in the infinity war he said we're heading into the end game tony you know what i'm saying we need an end game yeah Mm-hmm. And speaking and speaking of end games and the Avengers, it's like I'm really pissed that we're finally getting Marvel Ultimate Alliance three. I've been waiting years for this game, and it's only going to be a Switch exclusive. Now I've told myself that I was going to get a Switch eventually, but yeah, I'm going hell yeah, I'm going to get a Switch just to play this game. That's what I did for the PS4 when the Spider Man game was announced and it was a PS4 exclusive. I was like, I'm finally getting a PS4 because I love Spider Man. It's a story driven game. We haven't had a good Spider Man game in years i'm getting this game well do you think with the success of spider-man that maybe there will be more story-driven open world concept video games i think spider-man was a good step i think spider-man was a good step um and it they had this added kind of um meme-ish feature where you could take pictures right right yeah that that blew up and that that brought curiosity to people in the game and i feel like that's that's a good spot so i'm hoping it it kind of shifts a little bit we get a little bit more story-driven games but we did get um we did get a couple story-driven ones we got detroit become human oh my god i just beat that game it is so good did you beat it I have not beat. I'm what? very close to well, actually, no. I think I did beat it. I started it again. That's what I'm thinking of. Who did you? It, what, what did you? Um, what did you decide to do? Were you a good guy or a bad guy? I was a good guy. <laughs> yeah, same here. Like I'm going to play through it again, and I'm going to do. I'm going to make all the wrong choices, but. I mean, well, like, well, they're not really, I can't be mean. <laughs> they're not, yeah, they're not really wrong choices. It's just, it's like, 
how you want your game to be. Like, I chose all the good, all the choices that I thought was good. And, like, that right there, I'm glad that you brought up that game because games like that where you have to actually make choices, like Detroit. Yes. Um, what was the one that had came out before Detroit? Uh, I think it was uh, Be- Beyond Two Souls, Heavy Rain. Yeah, Beyond Two Souls, and it was probably Walking Dead. I was, yeah, um, The Walking Dead. Like, those, like, a lot of people don't like those games because they say that they're, you know, just point and click and quick time events. But those games have very good stories that are being told. Yeah. And it's like, I don't mind playing games like that because I love playing games where it gives you an option to. The story, yeah, where you move the story, you can either be a good person or you can be a bad person, but it's like replayability, it's replayability, Uh, exactly. (laughs) Well, I think those games, though, like you just said, the point and click, you know, the Silent Hill type stuff, they're just not super successful anymore. When you think of what we're talking about, there's really no RPGs anymore, there's no turn based. Like, you're not going to see tactical games are non-existent now. There's no turn-based games at all. Well, they di- actually, well, they just came that out. That are successful, <laughs> though. Yeah, yeah, they, just, yeah, well, they, they yeah. just came out with Dragon Quest Eleven on the PS4. Like, I mean, those turn-based games, yeah, that's they're, 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 st- they're still popular in Japan. The, the, J, right, the yeah. JRPGs. Well, I'm talking about here they're, specifically they're in America, po- Yeah, but they don't, they don't come over here. To right. the to this side of the water, and like you said, it's because they're not popular anymore. It's like I feel like King when Kingdom Hearts came out, Kingdom Hearts changed the field of RPGs, right. and it was like you know more people wanted to you know they just, wanted an they, action based like RPG. hack and slash because right. it's like you know like that's how the Final Fantasy game started to become. That's how they are um, now. I mean, when you got Crisis Core nowadays, like when Crisis Core came out. I think that was my... I liked it, especially since it was handheld. I didn't like that it was strictly hack and slash and so easy. Final Fantasy has lost its playthrough value for me as far as I don't get lost in the world anymore. Yeah, I I, yeah. I see where you're coming from. A lot of a lot of people are like that. Like a lot of people only love playing the Final Fantasy JRPGs where it's turn-based. They don't like the whole being able to move around and it's a hack and slash game, but I'm cool with it either way. As long as the story is good and I still see, I, I'm still able to summon the summons and all that other stuff. I'm fine with it, man. Like final fantasy 15, it was a great game. Like in my opinion, it was the best final fantasy game to come out since final fantasy 10. In my mm. opinion. I'm, I'm not sure which final fantasy it was that there was a kind of a side game um, with, was it Titus and it was kind of like the underwater soccer game? Blitzball. Blitzball. Yeah. Blitzball. That, that was that Blitzball. was that was Final Fantasy X. Well, that's why I've told you before. Yeah. Waka's my dude. From like, if I pick Waka. a character from Final Fantasy X, it's Waka. Like, I like. Titus, I think Titus man. is lame. Nah, Waka's that dude. Titus though. isn't lame. You're lame. I appreciate it. Yeah, I, I actually got into learning Albed because I was a huge nerd when I was in high school. <laughs> I remember there was this girl in my uh, English class, and she was talking in Albed, and I and like yeah. no nobody knew what she was saying. I didn't know <laughs> what she was saying either, but I knew that she was talking in Albed, and like she actually she wrote down every single Albed um, 
like alphabet. Yeah, type alphabet, thing. and was able to translate it all. And like she had the sheet and everything. Yeah. See, I don't think any developer invests that kind of time into the content. They invest more time into how it looks, and I'm not saying that's not important. But I feel like when you can create literally a whole world that you can really indulge yourself into like that, that's really missed in video games now. Creating a new language kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Culture. And that goes to a lot of things, too. I think that was something that made, and this is completely off topic, Game of Thrones so hot was... You could really indulge yourself in that Game of Thrones world with the languages. Like, they actually created, you know, a Drago language and stuff like that. And, yeah. you know, you really used to have that in pretty much every single Final Fantasy release. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's really been lost in what they're doing. I think Final Fantasy hasn't been really, really good in a long time for me personally. For a lot of those reasons. Something else that video games don't do anymore, specifically in the RPG MMO world, is creating different, like, game schemes as far as, like, a spear system, a class system, something, an equip system, a junction type of ability. Like, that's not anymore. It's just you upgrade your gun and you equip it, and that is it. Mm. You don't learn anything. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. I feel that one. How do you guys um feel about uh games like Ark? Like, I've never uh, played Ark. I've never played it either. I've never I've really? it, it sounds familiar. Yeah. Are, uh, you, talk, are you talking about Ark is the Is that Lad? the Y? What the Ark Survival Evolved, the one with the dinosaurs. Oh uh, no, nah, I never played that, nah. Yeah, I, I played a little bit of it with a couple of my friends. Um I think it's Okay, it can be better. I I feel um, quality wise, I feel like it could have a little bit more uh, ingrained into it. Um, but I think their idea is is good. I think their idea is great. They just need a better like develop developer to really bring it to a place it needs to be. Um, because all the art that you see for it is like you are riding a dinosaur, a real life dinosaur, and there are parts where you can ride a like a robot dinosaur and it's so beyond awesome but the the visuals in the game are a little bit rough it's kind of polygony things are clipping through things um but that's one of the games that I that I would like as an MMO because they have different servers that you can open up your own game on and have your own people playing kind of like Minecraft mm-hmm. or you can go into a war, an open world with a bunch of other people and have your own like camp or a castle or something and have your own territory. And I think that's kind of a cool idea. Yeah, those are really super cool concepts. And maybe like that'll be the start of something. Because I feel like whenever yeah. you start something, you're probably not going to deliver. But it's still important to the cause, you know, yeah. 10, 15 years down the road. And I mean, keep in mind, like... The video game world has shifted this way in only, you know, the last five years or so where it's gotten like this. um, I don't even know the words to say, you know, this big into that field. So it's still all pretty brand new. Yeah. So. I feel that. 
<laughs> so just it's, so just wrapping this up, um, what do you think right now is your favorite? Like, what's the best story-driven MMO type of game out right now? And then what is a game that you just feel like hurts video games more than really helps? Okay, that's a good one. That's a good one. I want to say um, one of the best uh, first-person story-driven games, I'd have to go with God of War. Okay, um, I agree with you. My, yes, I love Assassin's Creed, but God of War really took it for me. I... I loved all of that and i'm still going back and playing that game over and over <laughs> and i want to say the, the worst the worst gift to games is probably no man's sky personally <laughs> just because of the letdown and even a year and a half after the release of it it's still not where they told us it would be <laughs> you know um, it's still just like, um, preloaded worlds with, oh yeah, you may run into one other person, possibly maybe never, you're never going to see another person. It's just the same thing on every planet and solar system. Yeah. There's a mysterious storyline where you can go to the center of the universe, but guess what? It's another universe. It's yeah, no, I couldn't. Mm -mm. That's. Well one of the worst games for me. <laughs> well, what about a game like Watch Dogs 2 where like it's kind of the opposite a little bit where I think they said the probability of you encountering the same thing like the same thing happening twice you know it's like 0.01% chance of it happening again in the video game. I played a little bit of the first Watch Dogs um be, and I be honest, like, be we, honest. You didn't like it. I didn't like it either. I I did not like it. I feel like they well, were talking, trying to be I was specifically talking about two though, because I feel like two really did make those two. changes. Yeah, I haven't played two, so I, I'm I'm not entirely sure what they changed or how well you know they they differed from the first one. So I'm yeah. not sure I have an opinion on that. <laughs> yeah, that's it's cool, and and I like just like you, I haven't played Watch Dogs two either because I felt like the first one was a a huge letdown, so I yeah. just I just skipped on the second one. But you know, Kelly Z, maybe one day. <laughs> I, I just want to say, you know, thank you for being on the third episode of Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks. It was yeah. such a pleasure having you up here, and thank also you. you're the first woman to be on our podcast. So that's hey. awesome too. So, <laughs> hey, go ahead and uh, let everybody know where they can find you at in social media land. So, um, I do have my my makeup Facebook. It's KZ Makeup um, on Facebook, and I do have an Instagram. And y'all are gonna think it's nerdy, but it is my my pet bird's Instagram, and that's the only Instagram I have. And it is um, at chicken underscore nugget underscore oreo and i am a and, follower of chicken nugget yeah oreo. oh for real yes. I, 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 well, that does definitely sound <laughs> yeah. like a cool name uh, so i'm gonna follow you too i'm about to follow you right now got about 700 followers which is way more than i ever had on instagram <laughs> <laughs> and he's just a little cockatiel and those are uh, about the two the two separate uh social medias that i have that that i you know work on so i'd be adding a little bit new content here in the next month i'm going to a convention in january so nice. we're doing a bunch of makeup for that. So you'll see that on my on my makeup Facebook coming out. And it was nice to be here, guys. <laughs> yeah, I know that I definitely want to get you back on here to talk about 
conventions and cosplay and yes. the how much it's just expanded too. Oh yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, so we really appreciate you, you know, coming on and chatting with us a little bit about this particular topic because I think it's pretty. You know, we're all super nerdy, so I think you know this topic. <laughs> You know, we're pretty passionate about, yeah. you know, in general. So I really appreciate you uh, coming on here. Yeah, same yeah, here. Thank you, Th- thank you again. Me. Yeah, no doubt. Thank you again for being our guest. And I'm glad that we were able to talk about this topic because I feel like it's a very important thing that goes on in the video game industry. And it's also yeah, it's also like Travis had said on uh, one of our previous podcasts, it's all a generational thing because yes. I, I do feel like a lot of older people are into, you know, the single player story driven games over the giant MMO. So again, yeah. thank you for yeah. thank you for being a guest up here. We appreciate you, and yeah, no we hope problem. we hope you have a good one. And we'll hope to also see you up here again soon. Thank you. I hope to we'll see you guys soon too. All right, thanks, Kelly. Yeah. So, yeah, Trav, man, that was real cool that we got to have Kelly Z up here, man. She was very knowledgeable when it came to a lot of video games. I think she was even more knowledgeable than you, bro. Yeah, well, when you told me that, um, you know, this, you know, she wanted to get on the podcast and talk about that, I knew that was perfect for her, knowing her as a person and, like, what she's really into. So... Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, we're definitely going to have to bring her back up here again. But, uh, you know... I guess it's time for us to go. Yeah, we're going to wrap this one up, and uh, thanks for tuning in. And But before we go, Trav, can you let the people know where they can find you at? No. Same place as always. I'll, excuse me, y'all. I, I guess Travis didn't understand the question. But you can find me, your host, your boy, your best friend, Benjamin Banks, on Instagram at KingBenji underscore Banks. And you can find me on Twitter at Benji underscore Banks. And I'm also on Facebook at Benjamin Banks. So make sure you hit me up, up there if you have any questions about leveling up with Benjamin Banks that you want me to ask up here. I'm down for doing it. Travis, you sure you don't have any uh, social media accounts that you want people to follow you at? Yeah, and you can go ahead and just find me on Instagram. Instagram at ZK Audio. There you go. All right. Thank you, everyone. Peace and love. Have a nice one.